Hello and welcome to Breakfast Bites with Lucy and Churro. Today we're going to be talking about friendship. Um, so I thought we could start off by um, just giving a brief overview. I feel like we've sort of dug it into the ground at this point, but uh, how did we become friends? Mm, well, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, I kind of forgot. Give me a second. You forgot. I think it, was the, it was the first. The first official time was during a convention. Yes. Um, so that was like, oh, my two groups of friends. Oops. Yeah, Celeste. We can just say Celeste. Um, she was like, here's my two groups of friends. Here's my Austin peeps, and then my hometown peeps. Yeah. Right? And you were among those people, and I remember you were very rude to me. What? And I was like, yeah. You don't remember what that? Do I, do? I don't. I was rude? No, it's because I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, goodness gracious, was I drunk? <laughs> no. If anything, I'm the rude one. But anyways, you were there. Um, You know, there's like playful banter, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I was taking pictures of you and our friend Carson. Rest in peace. Oh yeah. Um, I love those pictures. Yeah, they were. He was such a photogenic guy. I don't. Oof. Yeah. Anyways, let's let's no, not no, go no, down there. No, no, we can't. Yeah, let's not go down there. But anyways, he's very. He was very handsome. I took a lot of pictures. There was lots of like good lighting and stuff. Yeah. And then that was like a whole weekend, really. Yeah. It was the first day. I think we were just wearing like regular clothes. And then afterwards, are those two different things? Am I getting them mixed up? Well, so there was the the Carson photos. I remember I was wearing the like my black dress outfit. So I think we were going to the rave. And the oh, rave. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So okay, I was so probably, I, I think I was Tina. I that met you day. as Tina. There we go. Yeah, so Tina was earlier in the day, and then the pictures were a little later. We all changed, I think. Oh, that reminds me. I think I still have that picture of you flicking me off. I know. One of my favorite photos. I actually think Carson Carson was the one taking those photos. Oop. Well, we'll see. I'm going to check later. Maybe we'll make that one the profile picture for this one. Okay, I can I can probably find it. I think he took the pictures on my phone, so... <laughs> Yes, That's that was funny. the that was the basis. I think that was the introductory, and yeah. then I think you came to Houston another time, and we went to the museum. We did. Yes, and then was- after that, what were you saying? It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I don't even think Celeste wasn't even there, right? I think I just like met up with you all, which was yeah, fun. She was not there. Um. <laughs> He took more pictures. I think. I think I still have some of them in my Snapchat. I don't really use it anymore, but they're there, I guess. And then the final time was, I think, two years ago. I went to Austin for my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. What was my point? And then you came to our graduation. Oh yeah, I went to you guys' graduation. I think that was before my birthday. Yeah, I went to the graduation. And then we stayed at your place with the cats. Yeah, the kitties. Yeah. And then those cats. Yeah. We also, I think we went to the convention before that. 
there was another convention, or was that the next year? I don't know. I feel like we've known each other for a while. Anyway. It's, it's been at least, like, two or three years. Yeah, oh I think God. it's been, Sorry. like, four. But anyway, yeah. so, yeah, so that's how we know each other. Um, So I just have a bunch of questions about, like, friends and friendship and stuff. You want me to just dig right in? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So how do you feel or rather like act do you think when you're with your best friends versus when you're with acquaintances and is there a big difference or are you pretty much the same with everyone Mm, that's going to be a hard question because everyone wants to believe that they act the same but truth be told you know we have different um mannerisms that we want to show to different people depending on situations you know like um I don't know if this phrase is offensive, but there's like a term called code switching. Mm-hmm. Where like you might like speak differently in a certain situation that you might be in. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people do that whenever they're like they feel like threatened and stuff like that. Yeah. It's something sort of close to that will where you'll speak like maybe a little bit different or act a little bit different around different people. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's kind of like a natural response. But I like to think I'm I'm pretty much the same. I mean if it's someone I just barely, barely met, I wouldn't make, like, any weird jokes. Well, I guess it depends on person. With you, I did make weird jokes, but that's just because I didn't care. Um, <laughs> usually, I do have some sort of, um, not really filter, but I guess some sort of sense where I know I'm, like, I'm not supposed to act a certain way. Yeah. And that, that sounds kind of bad, too. I'm kind of limiting myself, and I'm I'm trying. I've been working on it just so I can... No, be my more actual self, my more genuine self. Yeah. But what was the question? How would I act with normal people, my normal friends? Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same. I mean, for a lot of my friends, I, I kind of come off as sort of a like a break. You know how there's like a stop and there's a go? Yeah. Most of the time, I'm like the stop. I'm like the voice of reason. Okay. I'd like to say. Yeah. So in, in friend groups, you tend to be the the moral compass or just the eh, maybe that's not the best idea no yeah i wouldn't say moral compass i'm a very evil person um, <laughs> <laughs> no so, yeah it's more like the voice of reason like uh, are you sure about that or like oh this is here's another suggestion but never in the sort of way that i want to like override some of the voice i'm more like why don't we just do this instead and if they don't like it then you know i go with what they do so do you think Typically, when you have friends, do you prefer to have sort of like friends that you can talk to on and off? Or do you like having close friends that you talk to more like every day? As I'm getting older, I would prefer to have more closer friends. You know, it's like saying um, it's like quality over quantity, right? That's the most common saying. But I remember when I was in high school, this I was, like, actually complaining about this, too. It was like, oh, like, I know so many people, but I don't really have that many friends. Yeah. And one of my friends, Miguel, not the one that we know, a different <laughs> guy, he was like, would you rather have four quarters or a hundred pennies? And that's kind of simple, but it, it made sense to me, you know? There's, like... Yeah. There's, like, um certain people that you value more, and, like, they're more active, and they're more like common like common to you is like you you'd say like a quarter is very useful right because everybody has quarters but you can't really find like a nickel or a dime just anywhere right most people mm-hmm. want to have like a bigger more useful sort of connection so most people yeah. want to have a quarter versus you know all those pennies 
Yeah. I like that. That's a that's a cool analogy for I mean, I feel like a lot of things, but I feel like people in your life is a good one too, because it's like I would rather a bunch of quarters in my life than a ton of pennies because I feel like, you know, you also lose pennies. It's harder to keep track of them. You know, they're eh. Yeah. I think that's so, also that's, that also has to do with like the value that we place in them because like it's just one penny. It's like if you happen to lose a penny, it's like, ah, oh, whatever. Like you have one, you lose one. You know, yeah. they're kind of interchangeable, but like whenever it's like a bigger sort of quantity, something that takes up more space in your life, you want to keep it around. You want to kind of maintain that, you know? Yeah. I like that. Who yeah. or you don't have to necessarily name names, but in terms of numbers, like how long is your longest friendship that you think you have still? How old am I? <laughs> I am 22 minus four, 18 years. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, do I've you, known this like, since I was four. Do you, at that point, do you, like, is it a constant, like, you talk all the time? Is it someone yeah, that you I mean, still have a friend? I mean, or they like, more like family? What do you think? Somewhere between best friend and family, because my mom's known him, too, for the longest time, so... <laughs> I like I like stay over at his house pretty often. She doesn't say anything, as compared yeah. to if, like if I were to stay over at someone else's, she'd be like, "Who is that?" Like, not that she's in my business all the time, but it's just like I don't really have to say anything, you know. I'm just, oh, I'm at this guy's house, and she's like, "Okay, that's it." Do, how did you guys? Meet? How do we meet? Um, yeah. We lived in the same apartments. He was just some kid that moved in. Yeah. And awesome. I lived in I lived in those same apartments like all my life, and he still lives there. Hmm. Do you talk to him a lot still? Is it one of those things where it's like you don't talk for a while and then you catch up once every couple months, or do you talk a lot? Like, how do you no, think I you mean, maintained the friendship? We talked most days, but there was like a gap of time where I didn't really talk to him because um he was a grade above me. So whenever mm -hmm. I was still in middle school and he went off to high school, there was like a good two, three years where he'd already made like a different friend group and I was on my own. So it wasn't okay. until like two years off and on, like we would still talk, but we weren't really like best friends or whatever, off and on. And then um, the producer reintroduced us. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like, friendships and keeping them like so for you and this person you've known for 18 years do you think that you've grown up together do you think that you've grown apart at all as adults do you feel like you're still pretty similar or do you think it's almost like uh you're still friends because you've known each other for a long time no we grew up together um well I feel like a lot of these apply we both grew up together and we are completely different people but mm -hmm. it still works because I guess we know each other well enough. Like, I've always, going back to it, I've always been the break to his gas. It's <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. He's he's pretty he's pretty wacky. He's pretty wild. And I've always had to be like, yo, like, chill. And, you know, there was times where, like, he, he's been too wacky. And I've had to, you know, hash it out with him. But after that, I actually think I... He probably says that too. That it, after we we had like a literal fist fight, and then oh we kind of closer after that. 
Wow. You know, just guys being dudes, you know? <laughs> Do you think that going through something like that with someone, I mean, a fist fight is one thing, but even another sort of trauma do you think that that brings you closer to a person like sharing that experience or do you think it more like you've sort of grown together as people but maybe it doesn't necessarily mean that you're closer like how do you feel about you and a person and having some shared experience do you feel like you always get closer to them or does it sometimes close you off from them it definitely depends there's a lot of factors there because like, that thing with the fist fight, that was between us two. Like, there's no one else getting hurt or no one else getting damaged or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Other than us. It was very direct, like, a very direct kind of catharsis between us two in our friendship. Versus, like, you know, us getting into a car crash and then, you know, someone passing away and we have to carry a, some kind of guilt like that. Like, that's a very drastic, very made-up thing that I'm just saying. But, you know, <laughs> not everything... Not everything helps people grow, is what I'm going to say. Okay, that's interesting. Do you think that then, like, in order to keep a friend, have you ever felt like you've had to force a friendship, like you've sort of grown apart and you wanted to keep it? Or are you someone that says, you know what, this doesn't seem to be working out for me or for both of us. I think we need to take a step back for, like, our own mental sanity. Uh, 85% of the time, it's just a one-way street of me having to try to do stuff for them. And now that I'm getting older, I'm kind of getting tired of it. So I don't really do it as much anymore. So if you feel like you've grown or someone else has grown apart, you're more willing to just sort of say, like, I don't need this in my life than you were when you were younger. Yeah. And it might come off as sort of dramatic, but I kind of wish I could like actually say something. But instead, I just kind of let it go, you know. It kind of feels like that's what we do as adults. We just kind of, like, let things have let things run their course, and we just kind of let them die quietly. Like, I wish I could actually tell these people, like, hey, like, we're not really – I wish you could be a better friend, or I wish I could have been a better friend to you so that we could still, you know, actively, I guess, maintain a relationship. But, you know, it's – it's like if I were to have this conversation with somebody, it's just like, it's not that serious, you know? I feel like I would kind of be like gaslit about it and be like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, I still consider you a friend, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's like, you can't really say something exists if you're not really actively trying to, I don't know, maintain it. Because there is friends that I won't talk to for months, but then I see them again or I like send them a message. And it's like nothing ever happened, but you know, not everything is going to be that way. Not every single friendship is the same, has the same dynamic as others. And I feel like a lot of people forget that. Yeah. Do you like, so to you then, what would you say friendship means to you? Like what to you makes a person one of your friends? Like there are what billions of people in this world. Why do you think you have the people in your life that you've kept? someone who's there honestly okay i don't really ask for much um i'm not completely independent but like i can do most things that i need by myself but it's just like if i do need somebody or if i do want um you know like a warm body you know someone who's there at least everything else i can take care of myself but it's just like there's a real difference of like me 
going out to eat, eating by myself, and me like going out to eat with my friend. That's one big thing that I, I've never gotten over since being a child is um I don't like eating by myself. So that's like one of the main things I do with my friends is go out to eat. Oh, that's nice. Do you have favorite spots that you go? Or is it just whatever you're feeling? Whatever we're feeling. We always have a discussion because no one can ever agree what we want. For example, <laughs> like I don't like going out to eat uh, like Mexican food because I can just make it myself. <laughs> Versus all my other friends who like kind of like that kind of stuff. And I'm like, all right, I guess. And then also, I don't really like going out to eat for Italian food. Like, I love Italian food, but it's always just, like, really expensive. And I'm always poor. So, <laughs> so I'm always like, all right. They're like, okay, what do you want to eat? And then I go, well, we know not Mexican food. <laughs> and when I do have the money, I'm like, okay, we can go get Italian. Oh, not, some Italian food. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen to this. Okay. One time, we got on the bus trying to go from Memorial City Mall mm-hmm. to City Center, which is down the freeway, like, five miles, right? Okay. We got on the bus on the wrong side of the street and ended up downtown oh. at oh the center of the city instead of City Center. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we're like, oh, like, what's near here? What can we eat? And we ended up at this fancy-ass Italian restaurant called Via Paredes. And it was, like, $19 a plate. Yikes. Yeah. But now at least at least we know now where the good Italian food is. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it is about like like why do you think you like eating with people? Like I know people that would prefer not to have people sort of watching the meat. Do you just like having someone to talk to while you're eating? Is it just sort of a like do you talk or is it a just a you know, having someone there, just knowing that if you wanted to, they would be there kind of thing. Both of those things. But also, if you go deep, if you dive deep down into the psyche, it's uh-huh. probably just because I'm used to eating, like, with my family. Or I was used to it back when I was, like, a child. Mm-hmm. And that just always stuck with me, I guess. Did you guys do a lot of, like, family dinners then growing up? Yeah, but it wasn't really, like, a thing that was forced. It wasn't like, hey, everybody come sit down to eat. It was just like, there's food here. Like, let's eat. You know? I like that. Yeah. My family was a lot more like, all right, you know, dad's home from work and we have food on the table. So everyone come sit down. Like I remember distinctly when I was a kid, I would know when my dad was coming home because either my mom was having like getting the food ready or maybe dad was coming home with food. So we knew what we were getting. And then as soon as dad got home, he like walked through the door and pretty much we sat at the table and ate. Which, I mean, I really loved hanging out with my family, but I feel like it would have been a really cool experience to have it just be sort of like a, we all like each other, we're in the same house, we're going to eat, let's, you know, you know, yeah. if you're eating, I'm eating kind of thing. That's nice. Okay. Let's see. So, well, how do you feel about that? How, what, what do you define as friendship? Yeah, I, I think it's a lot over the years as well I think it's it's also sort of people there for me I you know that thing where it's like if it's happened multiple times to you it's probably you it's not the other person like if it's so I tend to have friends that like when I was growing up I had this best friend in pre-k so I was what like four years old 
And I mean, we were inseparable. We never really went over to each other's houses, but I never really did that as a kid. But like at school, we were, it was always the two of us. And then I, in the third grade, so this is what, four years later, it was towards the end of the school year. And my best friend, Danielle, was moving back to Lebanon. And she had known for a lot of the year, but didn't tell me because she knew I was going to be upset. And then she told me. And she just left. It was like a couple weeks later, she left. She was going straight to Lebanon. Her dad had moved for work. And so the person I had shared all of this experience with going through the first, like, what, four or five years of schooling just left. And then, again, I started making friends again. And I made another best friend. And then that was like fourth and fifth grade. And then in sixth grade, she left. And then I made another best friend. And by the time we were really, really close in eighth grade, she left. And so I've just had a lot of best friends in my life just leave. And for the most part, it was moving and it was sort of uncontrollable. Um, But then it was, I think it sort of made me have this complex of like, well, everyone's going to leave me anyway. And so when I was making friends in high school, I was, I was pretty distant. I didn't really have a best friend going in and I had a bunch of sort of like semi-close friends. So by the time I got to high school, my like elementary school fed into one of the high schools. And so there was ended up being like three different friend groups I was a part of. And I remember I just kept floating between them. And because even during the lunch period, the like what, 45 minutes, I would be at three different lunch tables. By the time the weekend came around, people had probably made plans and I either wasn't there for them or didn't get the full story, didn't end up going. And so I was pretty much just friends with these people at school. And then it wasn't until my, I guess I met her freshman year of high school, but we really didn't become friends till the end of that year. Um, And then she became my best friend and her and I met this other girl who was also in theater with us. And the three of us became inseparable and I still talk to them to this day. And there was a period in our lives when it felt like, you know, we, we had become distant and like one of them went off for a year to another country. And when she came back, she was a little different and had grown up differently than the other two of us had. And we all went to different colleges and it was just, it seemed like an almost lost cause, but then it was one of those things where we'd come back together during breaks and it was as if no time had passed. And even though we had all grown differently as adults, our sort of core values and way that we interact with each other was so similar that it was as like, I don't know, it was just, we had to just come back together. And so, I don't know, I think friendship to me is being able to, you know, grow apart for a little bit. And then when you come back together, evaluating that and seeing that, you know, the reason that you were friends was because at your very core, you were similar in certain ways. And you can come back and you can talk about whatever you want to and there's no judgment. And they were two of my first best friends. I felt like I was truly just like loved unconditionally and we were weirdos together. And it was to the point where like, Everyone knew we were weird, but they loved us for it, you know? Um, And I don't know. It's just something about those friendships you make with people that just make sense. It's not forced and you come back to it. It, Those are what make me happy. Um, And to be honest, those are most of my friends. It's 
people that I don't necessarily see on a daily basis. I've traveled around a lot and it's sort of one of those things where between the pandemic and traveling, you kind of see who your real friends are. You know, it's the people that don't hold it against you that maybe you didn't talk to them for a little while when you were gone, but you came back and you wanted to talk to them and you were ready. And just having that mental capacity to say like, I'm an adult. I understand you're an adult. We don't have to talk all the time to still like each other. And yeah. I don't know. It's a, I had a mixed bag growing up that I think it's changed quite a bit. And then now in adulthood, I've definitely, the friends that I have, I've kept and the friends that I just kind of didn't see or need in my life. They just kind of, I don't know. I don't know if we've ghosted each other or we've just kind of forgot each other existed or what, but you know, it's at some point you realize that was that really true friendship or was it one of those things where it's like, that's the person you needed in your life at the time. And now you don't really need each other, but it doesn't mean that the time you spent together wasn't good. You know? Yeah. I'm kind of going through that right now. Um, There's a term for that. It's called seasonal friends. It's like whenever someone comes into your life for like a certain season or for like a year, they're there for like a good part of it. You know, you got what, not to make it sound so like rude or anything, but you got what you needed. They got what they needed. Yeah. And then it's like people naturally drift apart after that. Right. I've had some friends that I've, more than likely they were that kind of person but i just i don't want to i didn't want to realize it. i didn't want to accept that and now i'm just kind of dealing with the fallout right now where mm-hmm. i'm like oh this person hasn't talked to me in like six months it hasn't really made an effort when i have which is like fair like yeah we're both adults there's a pandemic going on but i mean i still try at least and if i know for a fact that it's like not something that they want then I have to let go, right? So now yeah. lately, it's like I had them from the six to seven years that I knew them. I had them on like every single social media account. So whenever I saw them on one of the social medias, I like unadded them, right? Unblock, I blocked, not blocked them, soft blocked them, right? So then they wouldn't know that I'm gone too. Uh. And I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I'm like, Earlier, like I said, I would like to have been able to get some kind of closure. But as adults, you know, you don't always get that. So I feel like that's like the next next best thing I can do. Yeah. Other than like actually talk to them because that's like I said, it's not that serious. You know, just these things just kind of happen. Yeah. Do you think, though, because because what I'm hearing you say is. it It seems like a lot of, you know, the other person seems to be falling out and I you know, I don't know how to let go. Do you think that that's you in a lot of your friendships? Do you think that it's mostly you hanging on? Is that a feeling you get? Yeah, generally? It's, definitely, it's definitely a problem, but I'm, I'm on that where I can just like let go naturally because, because yeah. deep down, I still want to be friends with all these people, but you know, it's, it's both unsustainable, uh, not realistic. And, you know, it's probably just harming me in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Because, I mean, if I was able to stay friends with all the people I wanted to stay friends with, how many people would I have to be talking to every day? Yeah. Every so often and all that. Like, even even being the friendliest person ever, like, it's still not, you know, healthy. Do you have any... What were you saying? Well, I was going to say, because to me, so there's seasonal friends, and I think I see what you're saying. I also have this thought of, like, 
it sounds almost rude, but like one-off friends where you meet them like at a convention or you meet them at a camp you went to or you met them when you were at work and they were a coworker and you became really close. Do you feel like it's easier to sort of let those people go than the people that like maybe sort of ingrain themselves in your friend group? Or do you tend to try to hold on to all of the friends that you end up having and like make people that you make connections with? Mm, Now that you put it that way, it makes me seem like I'm that person. But yeah, I've met those kinds of people and I I have weird interaction with them because I'm like, ah, you know. I'm just trying to be nice about it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I kind of make it obvious. I feel like I make it obvious when I, not not to be rude and say I don't want to be friends with them, but, like, it's like we're, we're completely different people. I'm not really that interested, you know? Yeah, and I mean, I don't even mean it has to be, like, a, ooh, this is an awkward thing. I just mean, I feel like there's some people that, you know, there was a convention I went to and we became really close friends, and then, you know, we just kind of, know each that each other are there right and that it's if it's something like a convention especially it's like you know i'll see him at the next one but i don't necessarily feel the need to have to talk to him all the time um yeah yeah, but then i mean then there are also those people you meet at conventions and other things where you're like oh i was just being polite and now here we are um (laughs) how do i tell them i don't want to talk to them anymore um (laughs) yeah it's like how do i tell them to join my podcast hey (laughs) (laughs) adam wow Um, okay that might be a you problem though because i don't really have people come up to me at conventions because i don't really cosplay that's true yeah i I feel the personality type that I am, I tend to make a lot of friends wherever I am. And I've I've grown out of it some as an adult, but I was very much so if someone seemed left out at all, I would just automatically make them friends and like have them like be a part of the group, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, it, it could mean that I had a lot of people that thought that, especially of the male orientation, that uh thought I was flirting with them and then wouldn't stop talking to me and was flirting with me. And I was like, dude, I was being nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to, but like, dude, please, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so maybe I have had a couple more of those than you have. Because I feel like just from what I know of you, you're very friendly but I feel like it's one of those kinds of friendly where like if you don't get your humor people are like okay bye whereas for me I feel like I just tend to be a happy-go-lucky person generally when I'm you know in the general populace and so I don't think people ever realize that I'm just like not interested (laughs) but yeah I don't know it's it's funny it's something that I'm working on and I think that it's sort of one of those societal things where like I think it was almost just ingrained in me that you know I had to be a cheery happy-go-lucky you know at one point I was like you know a little a little girl like I'm so happy and sweet and nice to everyone and now I'm kind of like if I don't like you and I don't want to talk to you I'm probably just gonna be like I'm gonna be polite and like talk to you but I'm not gonna be as like extrovertedly bubbly to everybody that I meet so. yeah that's just a waste of energy here's yeah. my notes for that um <laughs> what you were saying earlier how you like you could come off as a flirt I'm gonna be honest with you I, I have seen that before 
in me or generally not towards me but like i've seen like how you act and i I could see like how people would say that yeah it's something i'm definitely working on i think it's i think i just didn't know who i was um this is going a lot deeper than i expected to go i (laughs) had been dating people since high school like for essentially seven years straight um mostly like monogamous long-term relationships and I think I just I liked the attention um I liked Mm -hmm. the attention from other people I never really got to grow up and sort of experience dating in the way that I feel like a lot of people do and dating and rejection and things like that that um I think I did take a lot of opportunities to be nice to other people just to see like you know what it would be like without you know, actually wanting anything to happen, just sort of a, it's nice to know that there are options out there, which sounds awful. And I went through the last two years, I've been very single. And I have really come to terms with a lot of who I was back then when I thought that I was a a female in a straight relationship with men that did not treat me right. Versus now I am a non-binary, just, I know what I want more now. And I am dating a guy that is just phenomenal. And it was nice to have that like two year span of just kind of learning who I was as a person to then once I started dating again, I knew what I was looking for and I knew what I wanted. And I think if I go to conventions, I'll probably still, you know, have the jokes and be somewhat flirty but just as like a it's fun to flirt sometimes not as like a I'm trying to have some form of self-identity and oh this person does think I'm attractive or whatever you know Mm. I feel like it's more of like joking back and forth I don't know that I'm gonna make as many of those like one-off friends that are people I don't really want to talk to anymore you know Mm. I think I'm gonna unfortunately come off a little as people would probably call it bitchy, a little more bitchy than I was before, but in a way we that say, I... we say girl boss now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, isn't that what is it, chuggy to say girl boss? Have you heard that term? No. It's something going on on TikTok that's like chuggy is what a lot of Gen Z is calling millennials that say like girl boss and have like chevron patterns and all of the just like sort of generic stuff from to me, it was like a lot of like what white girls were basic in the like early to late 2000s, 2010s kind of thing. So, yeah. but anyway, yeah, I, <laughs> my boyfriend and I are, are doing really well and I'm really excited to bring him to conventions and things and show him that part of my life because we have had a pandemic relationship so far and it'll be nice to actually get to see other people to you know experience things together here's but. my notes for that you know okay. you did you did go pretty deep but in some of what you're saying i feel like that's just the modern dating experience nowadays which sits mm-hmm. with like all the different things that we're dealing with right now and the mm-hmm. other thing is earlier way way earlier when you were talking about how my humor doesn't really work on everybody Mm-hmm. It's something that I explained to you, but I'm explaining to the listeners. Okay. My humor, the main goal in life, basically, my main goal, I should mm-hmm. say, is that <laughs> I'm trying to make myself laugh. 
Yeah. So you'll see me laugh at my own jokes a lot, which I know is a common thing. But mm-hmm. I really, I really take enjoyment in my own jokes because I know what I like. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I think that's... No, I I like that because I think that's similar to how I was with other people, right? It's... I think that's exactly it, actually, is you know that you're being funny for you. And I think a lot of the times when I was out in public, it was me being the person that I thought people wanted me to be. And that's just sort of an ongoing thing I've had to deal with in my life. And... I feel like now I know who I am and I don't care if people don't like it. And it's not like I'm going to shove anything in their faces. I'm not going to be rude about it. But at the same time, I'm not going to change who I am to make them feel more comfortable or for them to like me more. You know, I don't think I care as much. And so I think the part of the flirting was like, I knew that on the outside for most people, they would have seen me as just like, you know, a cute girl. So for them to get flirted with, it made them feel good. But for me, it was like, I think just a way for me to feel like people liked me, you know, and I don't need that anymore. And so I think that will I probably be flirty and jokey with people that come up to me at conventions? Yeah, but it's going to be because I want to do it in that moment. It's not going to be because I want them to like me more. And it's not going to go any further than that. You know, like I'm going to stop it as soon as I'm like, yep, okay. And I thought we were being fun and jokey. And now it's weird. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all grown people. Yeah. Um, let me ask you questions. Okay. The tables have flipped. Okay. I've got a couple more if you uh if you want me to ask them later. Actually, no. You go ahead. These are already written down, so I don't have to think about them. Okay. Um, maybe you answered this one, but I'm curious. So, whether it be people you're already friends with or people that you know, maybe you're curious about. Do you think that you're more of someone that seeks people out or do you let people come to you? Mm, I definitely seek people out nowadays just because in recent years I've become more assertive and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like um, one of my friends, I was on the podcast, their name is Bunny. Like mm-hmm. we even talked about how like I, I literally just found them on Twitter and they happened to live here in the same town that I did. And I Whoa. was like, oh, like, let's be friends. And mm-hmm. they reacted pretty well to it because nobody's ever been that direct. And, you know, <laughs> it, I mean, it wasn't, like, obvious at first, but, like, my intentions weren't, like, weird or, like, any kind of, like, dirty, you know? And that's yeah. part of the reason why it worked. But it's just because, like, I was up to and I was like, you know, this is something I can get into. And we're still friends. Nice. Something like that. But, yeah, it doesn't always work out. Um, some people are just like, oh, yeah, like, nah. I'm like, all right, you know, you can't win everybody, you know? Yeah. Do you think, like, I feel like meeting someone on Twitter that happens to live in the same town as you is kind of awesome. But do you think, like, is that one of the weirdest ways you think you've made friends with someone you're still close to? Or do you have another, like, either weird coincidence or, I don't know, what's the weirdest way you've met someone that's still your friend? Um... I was introduced to them by their sibling. Oh. Another person in the little friend group, little friend group. Um, so you know Pedro, right? Yes. Every, everyone knows Pedro. Pedro's I, I think I've heard of him. Yeah, I think <laughs> you might have heard of him. Um, if you haven't, uh, you're lucky. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently 
the whenever I finally because okay going back to the first guy I was talking about mm-hmm. um they would throw parties at his house like every so often for that club and the, the producer would be there yeah and then, then one random day um I don't know who it was but they all figured out that I know like six out of eight people that were there <laughs> that I knew I already knew them and then yeah I walked in and apparently Pedro had like been talking to them constantly about me because Pedro has this thing whenever he meets someone he really likes yeah shut up about them for like a good <laughs> week or so and then he moves on to the next person <laughs> so that was the flavor of the week at that time and that's when I was like Eric which is the guy I was talking about the guy I've known for 18 years was like hey like I'm having a party at my place which was like across the apartments from where I work so literally 400 feet I walked and you know they've been having these parties for like months wow and then that was like who's that because that was like one of the two people i didn't know there and it was like oh that's my sister and then i am way closer to her than i am with pedro yeah shout well, out to shout out to pedro shout out to eric shout out to honey which is what i call her now you know the vibes i like it i like it yeah do you, well, I, I have a couple other questions. I realize they're not really related anymore. Like I had a flow, but then as we were talking, I was asking different questions and now I'm like, uh-oh. So these are not going to be very good flow. All right. <laughs> There's two more. So um, one is a two-parter, I guess. But um, have you ever had to step back from a friendship? And then to you, what makes someone worth keeping? Okay. Um, you don't have to go into a lot of detail. It's just, you know, I guess it's more of a, if you did have to step back from the friendship, especially given what you've told us already that you typically hold on to them, what kind of makes or breaks something for you? Is it specific situations? Is it, is there a pattern that you've seen? What do you feel? Um, I can't stand any of the bad ist or isms, you know, can be racist, can be sexist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't be any of those bad labels. Um, okay. Republicans. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, like, I get, like, you can be friends with people who are different ideologies, but, like, when your ideology is that my people can literally not exist in the same space yeah. as you, how am I supposed to be friends with you? Absolutely. Anyways, um, That's one of them. The bad isms. This isn't as much as, like, my current friends, but more like people that I'm getting introduced to or people that I'm trying to get to know. Mm-hmm. I don't really like vulgar people. If they okay. like, I get some people are like raised certain ways, and like some people just have that as part of the vocabulary. But just people mm-hmm. that swear like nonstop, that just that just gets. I guess maybe I'm getting old, but I, I <laughs> really I can't deal with that. And if it's there's, if there's people that I know out there that I swear all the time, you're cool. You know, I already know you. But if I'm <laughs> meeting somebody else, I don't know if that sounds like, I don't know, elitist or some shit. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm 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 contradicting myself, but I mean, if it's just constantly all the time, like I I can't deal with that, you know. That's fair. So then, on the flip side, and I think you kind of already answered it. What if you met someone new? What is a great indicator to you that you'd probably stay friends with them? Um, I guess if they can make me laugh. Okay. 
<laughs> it's not the hardest thing in the world, but it's just like, like with the uh, with Pedro's sister, like she's just funny. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even that she has like a certain sense of humor. Like, like she makes jokes all the time, but like whatever she tries to, like it always hits. And that's just amazing to me that somebody could like not skip a beat like that, and without yeah. it being, it's not like she she's sitting down like writing jokes and like thinking in her head what works and what doesn't it's like just banter like whenever we talk you know sometimes you just say stuff that works and sometimes it don't sometimes it doesn't that's funny too yeah okay stuff like that. this is the last question then i kind of wish it hadn't ended up like this because i feel like it's it's uh you know anyway how do you comfort your friends like what do you find that you typically do when you have a friend that needs to be shown some love? Mm, well, I would, like, drop my notebook. That's what I would do. No, I would... Um, drop everything and go help them? No. <laughs> Within reason, maybe. But it's just, yeah. like, I, myself, am built different, so I wouldn't let it get to that point. Like, I would try to, like, put reaffir- reaffirm like, on the way there, like, I wouldn't just, as far as I know, like, obviously, some people hide, like, the their suffering or whatever, but mm-hmm. if I were to know something about it, then I'd be, like, trying to show support along the way, you know, before it gets to that point. Nice. Other than that, I just, I listen, I send them stuff that reminds me of them. Mm-hmm. When I have money, I would buy them stuff, but mm-hmm. that's not, that's not the best thing to do. I would say, because it's like, it's kind of like sort of placing value on the friendship. So it's not something you should rely on, but it does help sometimes. But yeah, I think just being there, because it might also have to do with like love languages and all that stuff. I was just about to ask you. That's a whole other. What? So I know that there's a lot of controversy currently with like the, you know, only having five love languages. But of those, do you feel like one you identify with more than the others? Um, for like giving or receiving? Both. <laughs> um, as far as the one that I put off the most, I would say gifts, just because it's the easiest thing. Like I pay attention to what people like. So mm-hmm. then I feel like it's easy for me to give stuff and like having something tangible. Like I said before, it's not the best thing to do, but it's definitely one of the easiest at least to me. And as far as receiving is just quality time. Like I said, Mm -hmm. it's like for people to be there. Like it doesn't have to be a hundred percent, but just knowing that somebody or something is, you know, at least present in a certain time is great. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, that's all my specific questions I had. So your turn, if you want to go or we can end it there, whatever you're feeling. Um, what kind of friendship is worth keeping to you? I think one where I can be absolutely myself. And it, the pattern that I'm finding is more than likely you either break out into song together or if you're singing, they will sing along with you. You know, it's one of the things like, I don't know if you have these. I have specific triggers where if a word is said, I will start singing a song that either has that word in it or sounded similar to the cadence of the person's words. 
And if I have a friend that will either A, have the sort of same random trigger as me and sing, or B, once I start singing, instead of looking at me like I'm crazy, will sing along or dance with me. Those are the type of friends I feel like I I keep and that I like to have around is I I don't know, just people where I can be my absolute 100% self and never feel like I need to change or mask in any way in order for them to like me. Mm. I have that with some some people. We actually mm-hmm. talked about it here on the podcast. Where it's mm-hmm. like just like randomly like it was a f- the example that I gave was my friend Bunny. It was like the first time I went to go see them. Uh, I wanted that way. Started playing on the radio, and then we started singing along. I didn't. I would. I didn't expect that. To say at least. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's, what that's what I look for in friendship: is being your authentic self. How can you tell when someone's being yourself, though? Um. To be fair, I feel like it's more of if I can be myself and then see how they react. And I I feel like I have a generally pretty good gauge on people. Like, I feel like if I was with someone, I would, for lack of a better term, I would feel their vibes. You know, if I do something and it's silly or stupid or even maybe immature... And you look and you can see either the look on their face or the sort of like mannerisms they have. And I feel like you can just kind of tell. I don't know. And I think that at this point in my life, there's people that I have that I keep around. And then anyone that I'm just kind of over, I'm okay with just saying, okay, bye. You know? So. Mm. What's my vibe like? Um. I like your vibe because I think that you're a very genuine person. I think that you can hide it in certain capacities, especially when you're in a big group. I don't think you're necessarily going to, you know, like spill your feelings. But I've always felt that no matter what, I could go to you and you would tell me the truth, you know. And uh, you've seen me at my stupidest at this point, probably, and you still want to talk to me, you know, and it's like, it's not like you talk to me, but you still like think like, oh, wow, I remember that one time they did that. It's like you might bring it up as a joke, but it, there's no judgment behind it. You know, it's like, hey, remember when you did that stupid thing? And I'm like, yeah, I remember that. And then you're like, yep, that was pretty stupid. And that's it. It's not like, a, yeah, that was really dumb. You really should never do that again kind of thing. So you just seem very genuine and that you would tell me the truth and that you wouldn't try to ever sugarcoat anything. And because of that, I know that you like me, you know, like you don't seem like a person that would or it's kind of a, like a an oxymoron, I guess, because I feel like you would be nicer to people that you d- didn't necessarily like and you would be OK being a little more blunt with people that you did like. And I feel like you're 100 percent OK with just like telling me how it is. And to me, that means that you like me and that you're, you don't know, you see me as a genuine person, I guess. I think it's pretty good. That's pretty true. The <laughs> one thing I would say to that is that um, I would make fun of you for something you did, but never in front of other people. Yes. Like, let's say we're like at Target or something and we're looking at the blankets. I'm like, hey, remember that time uh, you did such and such? And you're like, yeah. And we're like, yeah, that's pretty funny. And that's it. <laughs> 
I do that all the time. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things where like, I know that you're doing it just because you know, we're both going to laugh or that you were thinking about it and you were going to laugh about it. So you were like, I'm going to say it out loud. It wasn't like a, I'm going to say this so that they feel bad about themselves. Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of rude if I was just laughing by myself. It might come off a bit crazy <laughs> if I did that. Cause I do do that sometimes. I'll True. just start laughing. They're like, what are you laughing about? And then I'll tell them. Sometimes it's not even about them. Sometimes it's just like one thing that I laugh about often is um, I don't know if you ever saw like a, a good like five years ago. There is a news article where there is like some some teenage girl was like at home and uh, her house got broken into while she was still there. And she mm-hmm. was telling her mom like, oh, like, what do I do? Like call the cops. And her mom said, I am baby. Right. She's trying to reassure her child. But because of <laughs> autocorrect, you see, like, you, they show you a picture of the text, too. Like, the the girl's like, oh, like, they're breaking in. Like, call the police. And then her mom texts her back, I'm baby. <laughs> <laughs> what was she trying to say? She was trying to say, like, I am, comma, baby. But it was like, I'm baby. <laughs> I'm baby. And then everybody started saying that after that. That's when, that's where that came from, that, that article. <laughs> that's where that came from yeah and i thought it was the most funniest thing because everybody was saying it like <laughs> what not even in that context either it's just people calling themselves baby yeah like, oh, baby. oh my gosh <laughs> i'm glad i knew where that came from now i feel like i just learned i unlocked a, a hidden secret that i didn't know before yeah isn't that crazy you should look it up it's pretty funny i still okay. i will so if it's not me flipping the camera off, I feel like that picture has to be the the um. I'm gonna look for it. Profile that picture. That should be it. Yeah. Do you mind? No. Okay. Cool. That's gonna be fun. Um, but that's pretty much all I have. You're the one in charge of this episode. You're the lead here. Okay. I feel well, like I'm allowed to say that. You're the lead here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did I bring up. So, how does it feel? Uh, it feels good. Um, do you have anything that you would like to plug before we end the show? Um, Left for Dead Two and Don't Starve Together are very oh. cheap on Steam right now, so let's play that. Um, I know I think, you were saying for the general think, pop. Yeah. I love what? Don't Starve Together and would love to play at some point. So why don't we play? I I've never played that game. I played that game once. Because I couldn't find anyone to play it with. You should have told me that. You know, I'm a, I'm a reinstaller right now. Wait, wait, wait. So my, my computer's broken. Um, So I can't play yet. But I will. You got my hopes up just to crash them down. Sorry, I'm going to anyway. Um, if, if anyone out there listening wants to send us money on Cash App so I can buy a new laptop, that'd be great. Yeah, do that, please. So that we can all play Don't Starve Together together. Together, yes. Um. Actually, yeah. While I'm while I'm plugging in stuff, mm-hmm. it's installing. Uh, what else <laughs> could I play online? Um, give me a second. I'm on my games list here. Okay. Um. Yeah, Left 4 Dead Two is like two dollars right now. Okay. Very good game. Very cheap. Good to um, know. I think that's all I have. That's multiplayer here on my PC. Okay. But yeah that um um 
not to out myself as toxic, but I play League of Legends sometimes. Okay. Uh, it's one of you guys play, or else I'm just going to have to give up, which I probably should. I what do you like think is the best way for people to contact us? Do we have any social media or anything? We have a lot of social media. I'm glad <laughs> you brought that up. I kind of wish you would just kind of say it yourself because I'm lazy. But we have, <laughs> we have Twitter. We have Instagram. Me, personally, I would... I'm more active on the Twitter just because I'm on Twitter all the time already. Mm-hmm. Um, let me pull up the ads. Do I do I have a list? I think I, um, do. I think we do. Um, I think there's a social media board. Essentially, yeah. I think it's be fast bikes for most. Yeah, of them. we have a we have a link tree. We do. That'll be on our social medias. But first, let me give you our social medias so that you can find <laughs> us and you can find that link tree. Um, it's loading. I'm on Twitter. It's loading. Give me a second. <laughs> Give me five seconds. Give me a minute. Oh, uh-oh. we don't have that kind of time. We don't have that. Yes, we do. We have at least five minutes left. I know. I'm kidding. Okay. Um, I should just do it on my phone since that's faster, I guess. All right. It's booting up. Don't mind me. Oh, my goodness. I thought this was going to be like a two second thing. I could have probably looked it up before, but now I feel like you're doing it. I didn't do it on purpose, I swear. Here's a Twitter. Our Twitter profile is at BeFastBytes. Is there any A-S-T-B-I-T-E-S, Bytes. I'm on there all the time. And then Instagram, which I'm not super active on. That's just my personal preference, is at BeFastBytes as well. two minutes of my time where i could have just said the same phrase and you find both (laughs) locations but anyways find one find the other one either way they have the link tree with all our websites and all that good stuff yeah anything you Um, want to plug is your show if you want to cash at me for my laptop it's at um lucy loves cosplay (laughs) start a gofundme Um, But no, for real, I want to make sure that we are all up. I don't know. I'm just, I really like this podcast. I'm glad we're doing it. I want to keep it up. Um, It seems like we're, we're doing good things and we have all of our social medias and an official email and all that now. So Mm -hmm. like, comment, subscribe, share everywhere. Let, Um, let your friends, your family know. I feel like it's relatively PG most, most of the time. So might as well share us with everyone you know a quick thank you to everyone who listens to it that i don't really acknowledge because i feel like there's some people that listen to it that i might not be best friends with but it's just crazy to think that like people are out there supporting me that i'm not like super close with and i really appreciate that yes and i feel the same for all of our listeners um i am just i'm glad to be here and i hope that everyone enjoys listening to us and if you don't Thanks for sticking around for this long, because <laughs> I don't know why you're still here. You know, like, listening to us. Yeah, we're still going to keep going. Give us $2,000 <laughs> and we'll stop for, like, a month. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you close it out now. All right, well, thank you for listening. This has been Breakfast Bites. You forgot to say bye. Bye. See ya. I- I figured that was a good enough exit.